Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Welcome to the Asia Tech Podcast. This is the Pitch Tech Asia, and I'm your host for today, Gustavo Leo. I'm actually joined today by Nitin Gandhi. He's the co-founder of Shape Crunch, and he's here in Singapore for a week. Hi, Nitin. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How has um, how has Singapore been treating you? It's great, you know. Whenever I come to Singapore, I I try to have all kind of uh, food available over here, and uh, that's the best thing about Singapore. Here, you can find all kind of Asian food. Yeah, I mean it's a very cosmopolitan yeah. place. You are from Delhi, right? Yeah, right, right, right. And that is, I mean, I've the many trips that I've been to Delhi, you get a lot of great sort of variety of choices in yeah. different parts and depending on where you go yeah um i think the diversity and the culture it will it's one of the most fascinating things in delhi yeah exactly you know so that is true that is true you know like uh, in delhi you know the the culture is very cosmopolitan and uh, over there you know you find everything whatever is available over here uh although you know if i have to maybe compare singapore so singapore is more diverse here you find people of multiple nationalities yeah together well, I think every capital yeah. it's, it's extremely diverse, and yeah. over the years, especially the culture, yeah. generally attracts a exactly. very abundant yeah. number of people. Right, right. So you are the CEO and co-founder of Shape Crunch, yeah. um, and it's Shape Crunch. It's a uh, printing, three D printing. Um, are you guys more of a hardware or more of a software? Uh, so actually, you know, it's it's a combination of uh, hardware, software, and yeah. uh, medical research. Okay. So it's the uh, three things coming together. And, you know, if you know that any radical innovation, if it has to happen, yeah. it happens when you intermingle multiple branches of science. Yeah. So that's what we did. And you are, you, you yourself, you're a serial entrepreneur. I mean, you've You've started a couple of companies before yeah. this, right? Yeah. Has, have they all been in India or were they outside of... So, uh, yeah. So, they were in India. So, my first company was into 3D printers only. Uh, we mm -hmm. used to make 3D printers and we used to uh, do a lot of product design stuff in it. Yeah. So, my first company was service-based product design business and uh, 3D printers. So, after that, you know, I, I wanted to do something extremely big, which can go global, which, you know, I can scale it yeah. at a height, which... Uh, which you know I wanted to do, and there so, was a time that 3D printer was extremely on the rise, right? Whereas a lot of parts of the world were looking at exploring how do you use different materials, yeah. how do you print in a more sort of precision, and exactly the ability to customize everything that you want, not just you know it, the first sort of wave was the ability to print everything um, going from the printers where journalism was only allowed for publishers. Yeah, now you can print it at home. And, you know, the 3D printers back in the early 2000s kind of emerged this new breakthrough and people can make anything they want exactly. in the 3D dimension. Exactly, exactly. Is that how you started? Uh, so, yeah, so how we actually started was that uh, we, you know, I, although I can tell you the whole story, but the first mm. thing that happened was we saw that uh, in a 3D printer, multiple things can be printed. Yeah. Uh, you can print, you know, maybe toys, you can print maybe, you know, like uh, clothes, you can, you can do many things. Yeah. But at that time, you know, how you can solve a problem with 3D printing, mm. uh, you know, with manufacturing and uh, with, you know, with customization, that was a very challenging thing. You know, like what were the different specific areas it can actually impact? And at that time we came out, you know, like the healthcare would be impacted a lot with the customization. Yeah. How did you stumble into healthcare? Was it accidental or was it on, on purpose? Oh, so it was my own personal problem. Uh, oh, okay. The problem that I'm solving, which is related to foot. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, which, you know, if you know that everyone in four has flat feet or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Or even, you know, the problems like plantar fasciitis or uh, the problems of uh, diabetic foot, con, callus. Arthritis. And uh, yeah. 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 So all these problems are very common. And right now, any solution for them to get is very difficult. Yeah. So first of all, uh, the whole setup which is required for any customized solution, you know, you need a lot of things, for example, vacuum pads, yeah. pressure mats, and multiple other things for analysis. So and it's no sort of just like off the shelf solution. You do have to um, mold your entire, and your foot is probably one of the most important yeah. organs in your yeah. whole body, right? Exactly. So the foot, you know, basically affects your back, your hips. So yeah. there is starts that people and we stand on our feet yeah. all the yeah. time. 
so the people who get osteoarthritis they are the it has been found they were it was most likely you know about 50% of the time it was linked to foot oh yeah okay your spine your yeah. is all interconnected yeah so. right so and right now you know the any solution to correct it is is very difficult to get the orthotics which are available through doctors these are very expensive you know mm-hmm. uh, because of the machine involved because of doctors time involved and you know and the price is also fair because it it requires a lot of effort yeah and uh, if you go off the shelf then you have uh, multiple companies selling it but they are not treating it they are basically telling you, you know it would provide you a one hour or two hour comfort yeah okay so so at that time we decided you know like uh, how can we solve it because i have flat foot and i focused on you know like because and my mom also has flat feet yeah. and so, according to us like 77% of americans have um, yeah, some yeah. form of uh, foot problem yeah exactly yeah so at that time we realized you know like it's it's extremely difficult to get anything custom made yeah and uh, then you know we started we thought you know because we were already into 3d printing we thought that how about we 3d print our own insoles and we insert it in our shoes yeah okay and we did it and i realized it's actually solving the problem better than the one that i got yeah 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 okay and i showed it to my doctors and they said you know oh wow this looks amazing you know how you did it uh but we were already into that technology and we realized that uh, why don't we take a step forward because this is a big problem and if we are able to solve it for doctors it can be really big business yeah and uh, then we focused on you know how we can create a scanning technique which can make everything easy yeah okay so 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 on that front when you talk to the doctor was it more about the shape that is able to be customized or are we looking at material or are they equally important so all the things are equally impo- important you know the first was material which they wanted you know that can you actually change the first question they asked was that can you change the density uh, mm-hmm. you know can you ma- can you add different materials or can you change the density and uh, then we actually realized you know with 3d printing we can do that yeah and uh, uh, in fact for that we have filed multiple pcds as well parents as well so uh, we went to the doctor and he told us you know you can change the shape your shape also looks fine and then what can you do what else you can do yeah. so when we mentioned all the points that we can change the angle and everything so he said yeah it can be a good way to start something it can some it can be something which can become big yeah uh so yeah so then we started uh, with that and uh, then we started looking out for some technique where we can make the scanning process very easy yeah and how do you make the scanning process very easy? yeah uh, so uh, we looked at into different aspect you know the first aspect was that uh, whether to use you know a uh, traditional 3d scanners whether to have attachments but finally we realized you know a scanner is actually a collection of images yeah of right course. So at different points right the, like you you just have to be very specific like where yeah. where to point those yeah. things and everything. and uh, in the technical terms there is a principle involved called photogrammetry where multiple images are joined together and stitched yeah and the, is that how like um you know the the movies they, yeah, they make yeah, like yeah. kind of that yeah exactly yeah. so at that time we realized you know like uh, how about we just find images which we actually need to make custom orthotics mm-hmm. okay and we use only those images okay and then we realize you know like for taking images the best uh, the best thing that everyone has a smartphone yep so uh, we made an app which uh, we made actually an algorithm first which can convert the images of the foot the three images that we take which is one from the bottom uh, one from the side where we measure the arch we yep. measure the arch shape and height everything using computer vision and machine learning yeah uh i and finally from the back where we calculate the varus valgus angle deformity yeah uh and we convert them into a 3d model mm-hmm. okay which is then corrected which is then designed and then 3d printed into a customized orthotic okay and and when you when you capture that, are they uh, still images or they are actually moving images so are we talking about video so these are still images mm-hmm. okay and these still images go into our algorithm okay okay and then finally algorithm gives us all kind of curves all kind of you know the angles yeah and everything you know okay. so and then you map it out onto your system and yeah so shape yeah because we also ask in the app we ask for the shoes shoe size shoe shape um the activity level and uh, based on that you know we decide you know how much density to give where to keep the insole software to keep it harder how do you know actually correct the foot shape Uh, what are the different corrections needs to be provided 
So who who customize that? Do you give a suggestion or the customers will, will have to um, so, request? Yeah, so if you are actually ordering an orthotic, a medical device, yeah. uh, you can only buy it from the doctor. So we have mm. uh, multiple partners who are there uh, who are actually, you know, who use our app, who use our technology. Oh, so the doctors are yeah, the ones yeah. using it. Okay. Yeah, so they use our technology and they order it from us. The You know, they actually, you know, the patients can go over there and order it from there. Okay. And... and th- this is actually have you had data on how how um how well received it is by the doctors do the foot doctors like it um are the only foot doctors your the your only target market or are you looking at wider sort of so uh, it's scope? a wider market but what we actually do is we we prefer that the whoever the doctor is uh, it can be a physiotherapist a chiropractor or a podiatrist absolutely yeah. okay and we prefer that they are trained you know they are trained mm-hmm. about uh, the knowledge of foot they they know everything about the foot because foot is actually you know connected to everything yeah so the people so you know th- there is another thing you know the people who are going to a podiatrist okay they know they have foot problem yeah okay but if you are going for a back pain or a hip pain you don't know that you have a foot problem and mm-hmm. when you go to a physiotherapist or a chiropractor he tells you that you have a problem in your foot it's because you're walking incorrectly it's because your foot is going inward and you need to correct that yeah okay and besides the actual thing obviously that you have to combine it with all of the exercises that the doctor has yeah, given you exactly. especially if you have something that requires a lot of physio Right, 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 right. And how customizable is this? this is obviously, is printing anything that you would you would essentially point towards. Yeah. So, so besides the traditional means, you know, like mm-hmm. how it used to be printed earlier, mm-hmm. what used to happen was that there were like two or three different materials which were used mm-hmm. actually to change, uh, so that you can have materials of different density, so mm-hmm. that patient can feel comfortable. Yeah. What we actually did was, uh, you know, we used the same material. And we changed the density at different levels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what it actually did was it made the whole product into just one. And on the top of it, we put uh, an additional layer of cushioning. So which makes it extremely comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay. So can we take a look at this slide? Um, right now, you I'm looking at your app. And this app is... Do the customers themselves have access to the to the information on their food, or only the doctors will? So show it? yeah, so we uh, so usually you know the customers can also fill this form. Okay, if they have prescription from the doctor, they can upload it over there. So we have an upload prescription option in which the doctor gives the prescription that how the orthotic has to be made. Okay, and we made it exactly as it is given. Okay, great. And this is how uh, the final product comes out, and, and yeah. you ship it to the customer. Yeah, right, right. right. Awesome. I'm just looking. Could you just walk us a little bit through like how, because right now you have some of the different shapes that is coming out and customizing different type of material. How long is that process of uh, the manufacturing for this to get to the customer? Yeah, so usually it takes about seven to 10 minutes to scan uh, using our app. And finally, uh, with our 3D printing technology, it takes about four hours to print the whole pair. Okay. Okay. So we just need to put it in that machine. That is really fast. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, if what if the material because because by the time you receive it at your end, the manufacturer will have to make it. Is that is that centralized or the doctor at the doc is made at the doctor themselves? So right now it's centralized, you know, because uh, we want to actually decentralize it eventually mm-hmm. in future. Uh, but because right now 3D printing, although it's advanced, but it's not that advanced that anyone can operate it very easily without any hassle. Yeah. Okay. It still requires a bit of tinkering. So right now we have uh, we have kept it at just one central fa- faculty, mm-hmm. and uh, we have actually in Singapore, you know, we are uh, manufacturing one kind of orthotic which is very thin over here. Yeah. And uh, rest of the manufacturing is done in India. Okay. And how is it compare like because now you are in Singapore. You've just um, gone into US. Um, is there a lot of competition in this space? So, uh, you know, so there definitely, you know, competition is there in the space. And mm. uh, there have been uh, ways, you know, because it was manufactured traditionally through a process. Yep. And we are completely disrupting the whole process. Yeah. Okay. We are providing them the app and everything. Uh, so it's the hardware and software, yeah, software yeah. integration type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's it's basically moving the complete hardware into a software. Yeah. Uh, which is something which is very unique for a lot of people, and uh, and you know like uh, so whatever hardware companies existed, 
uh, and then completely changing into a software mm-hmm. is is kind of a, of course it's challenging as well and for uh, the competition which is, but you know the the point of software is you know the software is very scalable yeah okay anyone can have it and you know it's it's not costly you know it's it's, it's we right now we are giving to the doctors for free and uh, a lot of the hardware is also very hard to yeah, sort of yeah, um, yeah. replicate because exactly. of the capital intensity exactly yeah. so usually you know right now for any uh, doctor or a physio to have all those kind of hardware he might have to give a trial and he might have to do a lot of things yeah what we usually do is we we are just right now telling the doctor just to give it a try we will give you the samples for free and if you think that this is good then you can go ahead okay. so they usually try it on their own or they usually have it and then they go So yeah. yeah. And on the on the on the product development front because you come from the hardware printing um sort of 3D printing yeah. um space how much did they require for you to sort of transition into the software space because the software obviously is where a lot of that value has transitioned over the last 10 years. Right now did you have to bring in new members that understood this space or were you able to implement that? So actually uh I will be actually honest you know the yeah. software wasn't a lot difficult to implement okay. but hardware was the hardware front yeah okay. the hardware front is was extremely difficult and even though you already had a, you, you had done uh, yeah. business before yeah. on this so the thing is that it's it's extremely easy to make a prototype of everything yeah but to make a sellable product which looks good which is like aesthetically very good and you know which people can say and look at it and say wow this is what i need So that is that transition took us a lot of time you know to build that uh, you know the branding making it look good and you know aesthetically improvement the functional design so that took us a lot of time what were the challenges because you talked about the aesthetic i would think that if it's something that you talking about the on the software front or the actual hardware so and i'm talking about the hardware front okay. software we were able to solve uh, considering you know because we were uh, uh, i was in india yeah. so over there the software is not a challenge you can uh, you get a lot of yeah, smart yeah. developers yeah we got a lot of yeah we, we we got very good smart developers we got uh, ui ux designer in fact we did the whole ui ux design at our company okay okay so and uh, then uh, besides this you know the learning curve in software is like uh, you know like if you want to make an app or something these days the learning curve is like in 15 days you can understand ui and ux design mm-hmm. okay that's that's not a problem yeah. at all uh, especially of the app if you go through like uh, several example if you check like Uh, and it's easy to validate yeah. right cuz yeah, you go exactly, online exactly. and everybody can yeah. like validate that yeah but in hardware the thing is that first of all uh, you know like uh, i have to order things from here and there and then it takes a lot of time to reach yeah. if i am ordering something for example our the upper material of uh, our orthotic comes from us yeah okay so to get that thing you know and to to, to have that whole time it takes uh, you know it takes a lot of time you know if you are spending like 7 or 8 days in shipping you know and uh, you know those import duties export duties and managing all the operations the finances yeah, and all that yeah yeah so uh, in in startup you know the problem with hardware startups is that it supply chain yeah yeah <laughs> so the supply chain is like completely you know it's it's very difficult yeah and uh, you know like if you compare it to the software side in software side in 7 days till the time you are waiting for some uh, material to come in 7 days you can se- do several things in that time yeah. period so and in startup it's all about time you know time uh, is money yeah, time is you money. have nothing yeah. more valuable either yeah, you exactly. burn out money or yeah, you right. you essentially find so if you are waiting for 7 uh, days uh, you know to get that thing out basically you are paying your staff for that 7 days yeah okay so that becomes very challenging in the hardware front and uh, i felt that hardware was more difficult part yeah. as compared to and that. at what point because obviously in india your cost would have been a lot lesser than if you had done your startup here in singapore or in the us At what point did you decide that it was time to get out of India and start exploring or was was that did people come and approach you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we we were approached before even we actually launched the product. Okay. Okay, so we we were actually approached from Europe, we were approached from Middle East and uh, Singapore, US. Uh in fact, one of uh, one you know like one of our competitor came from US to India to yeah. to just check out, you know, what we guys are doing. Yeah. uh yeah so so actually you know uh yeah so i agree so at that point we realized you know that this has a lot of international value and yeah. uh, 
we we are we we actually can scale it globally yeah. so after one year of operation in india uh, you know like uh, working with different doctors improving the product uh, we started doing some trials in singapore and which turned out to be extremely good Mm-hmm. and uh, finally because singapore was uh, singapore is the best hub you can say for asia you know to actually start up uh, what i realized is that after uh, you know because this was the closest proximity yeah. it gave us the you know the market is very good over here and it gave us the right things which we can actually replicate the same thing in any other country especially in european and us market yeah so that worked out, that worked out very well for us we did the we did the trials we started getting a lot of orders from here uh, and uh, you know like uh, everything started to increase and uh, the, the, there was a time when you know our revenue from singapore became almost equivalent to india yeah. what we did achieved in 1.5 years we did it over here in like 3 that or 4 glo- months that yeah. global because a lot of mistakes that you've learned in yeah, india exactly. you you didn't have to you learned from that you yeah. didn't have to replicate yeah. it yeah. can you talk a little bit about that traction because you said that india obviously that was the your year 1 right yeah. your year 0 yeah. and year 1 and that grind yeah. as a entrepreneur uh even though this isn't your first um startup how was the acquisition strategy um and how hard was that So you know overall so, so you know definitely you know if anyone if anyone start, is starting up the different the most difficult phase is the product market fit yeah okay where you actually are uh, going to make your first few sales and yeah. you understand this is the right way and this is how you have to drive your whole company and you still have to like educate the, yeah. the customers right yeah. in your case is like you have to educate the doctors yeah. and and so what actually we did was uh, you know first of all i was lucky to have very good advisors who were there with mm-hmm. me so uh, in fact uh, the last advisor that we had uh, who is uh, you know who, who joined us who has joined us as an investor as well yep. he has been the ceo of a medical device company uh, one of the biggest medical device company uh, india ceo of medical device company and he has been guiding us and then we also have people who have worked in the large pharma companies for 15 20 years mm-hmm. and uh, uh he has been advising us you know what what you can do uh, and what what things you can do ahead yeah so at that time we realized you know what are the different ways so we took out like 10 different things we tried each we experimented on each and everything and finally we zeroed it out that this is the right thing to do yeah. okay and uh, you know like i can tell you you know my last investor the first um first three meetings i had he focused on just one point that who yeah. is your ideal customer Yeah. who are you actually selling to is it the doctor yeah and if it's a doctor who is the right doctor okay and then he also focused on out of these doctors who is the right profile you are going to sell to yeah so who will be the right doctor so right now we are selling it to you know the first is podiatrist or uh, yeah. you know like uh, second is but podiatrists are very rare i don't know why people don't go into it uh, but you know for example singapore has uh, a good number of podiatrists yeah. in malaysia you will find hardly like uh, less than 10 in fact yeah in but India, because a lot of doctors they the way they've been doing doing their you know their practices all these years has no been in in a, in in their way right yeah. so how much education is required and how easy is it to get them to adopt so uh see you know the thing is that as of now education in terms of you know in terms of product yeah in terms of software specs and yeah. and, and yeah. getting them to use a technology that they're yeah. not used to using yeah see you know uh, the challenge that we found was of course you know they were using it in a traditional way yeah and uh, when we moved it to so- software uh, the biggest challenge they had was that uh, this won't look like a you know like a serious thing to our clients yeah Okay, that so you're doing. So they take it more seriously. Yeah. yeah. So they said your product is very good. You are solving a problem. Yeah. But you know that whole thing which which was big and which was fancy. This looked very serious to our clients. Yeah. So maybe we will just keep it and show it to the clients. Okay. But and also provide the scan to that. Uh. But we will also use your product. Uh. So. So you know the the thing is you know when you actually this is a very funny thing if yeah. you actually compare a very big structure. which has uh, and you make it completely redundant and do it into your app uh, or a small software yeah. people start to question you the validity yeah okay. which is uh, which is you know when we tell them that we have done medical research on it we have been they working they want clinical trials yeah. they want to see a yeah. track record and yeah and we have done that and uh, we have got like more than 5000 patients already wearing it and they are loving our product uh and if you check our reviews they 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 love it yeah so uh so so that was the actual big challenge working with uh, you know when you actually 
you know uh, they also have to think actually what can be marketing marketed well to any walk-ins you know people who are coming in you know you can't actually show that you're doing it with the phone yeah. because then they have to explain that this is the app this this is something which they have done this clinical trials you have done and they are doing very well uh, but they they feel you know the best way would have been they just keep a structure they don't yeah. you know like so that was one big challenge that we actually faced and well, all of these is sounds very extensive because you need to know hardware you need to know software you need to know medical yeah. stuff and then you need to know the doctors themselves um can you talk to us a little bit about your team um yeah. and and what are their sort of what what areas do they cover yeah so uh you know as so uh, you can see so one is uh, i'm i'm actually an electronics engineer i have a yep. lot of startup background and i have worked with startup before i have uh, started my own as well yep and then we have uh, a mechanical engineer he also did he was my partner in my last company mm-hmm. and uh, he actually he actually loves to assemble 3d printers and he knows everything about 3d printing that's awesome yeah <laughs> so he made like uh, so like he now, wakes up in the morning and it's like i'm passionate about yeah. assembling and, yeah, and yeah, breaking yeah. it apart again. yeah so yeah so So this is what actually you know I saw him like he used to assemble 3D printers in like 15 or 20 minutes yeah and he used to have like a uh, uh, you know a stopwatch yeah. on his and he used to do it like very very it's fast it's like the cubic the, yeah, the cubic yeah, yeah. thing <laughs> and can, they can do it within a second exactly how did you guys meet uh so he's my school friend we have oh, been okay. yeah so he he has been my best friend and we have been together since 6th grade and uh, he knows me very well and I know him same school same college and we live very close to each other at our hometown Yeah. So, which worked out very well. And then we found the third guy who was a software developer. He was there in my last job, and uh, he's he he also has been, you know, like he's a very good. Uh, and he he did like multiple. He worked on multiple projects before this, and was also working with me in my last company. Okay. So I knew him very well. So he joined us as a software developer. And then finally, we also got uh, one biomedical engineer from University of Pennsylvania, okay. who was in California for ten years, and uh, he already knew about medical device space and regulatory yeah. space. Yeah. So he was working with companies uh, as a regulatory specialist. Yeah. And uh, then he joined us. Uh, you know, uh, for he knew that this can go very big globally. Then he joined us. You know, to uh, take this product at a global level. How uh, was was it easy to convince him to join a startup? No, actually, he approached us. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the areas that I find that a lot of people in the med tech field, yeah. right? I mean, we talk about med. Yeah. Um, whether you're talking about pharma, you're talking about um, the actual surgery process yeah. or any of the sort of research area, to get them into the tech space is one challenge. Yeah. Now to get them out of all of that and join a startup, so that they will be doing everything, that is a whole new level of challenge. Yeah. And they're in high demand. There's a lot of biotech companies are searching for people who have. a good knowledge of technology as well as a good knowledge of 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 the medical field yeah so that is true you know like uh, and and also you know the thing is that the thing about actually the whole medical device or medical technology domain is that it's it's not a f- uh, it's not a business where you can do everything very uh, you know very quickly yeah okay a lot of r&d yeah a, a lot, lot of, of r&d so, yeah. it's not something you know where i say that i made a product today i'm going to test it on you tomorrow yeah that's not going to work out okay yeah. i can be sued for that and uh, you know i can't do that i have to do couple of things before if that if anything goes wrong yeah, or yeah, <laughs> you don't have yeah, to be dealing right. with all that so overall for any life sciences medical and healthcare company the span is very like uh, it it will take at least uh 3 to 4 years you know just yeah. to actually say that our product is working and you know we are yeah. selling it with a pattern of 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like so yeah so that that makes the whole game very interesting as well but that is actually a very you can say turn off for a person who is coming from a background of you know where they have made money in just 2 years uh, as a software developer and then the valuation of the company goes like from uh, from hardly like a five or couple of 100 dollars yeah. and you know like Just, to like yeah. hundreds of millions and they got lucky yeah, yeah. so uh, th- that that doesn't happen in the medical space you know you mm-hmm. you won't see any medical companies where the valuation has uh, rose in just one or two years yeah it takes time there's a lot of like time doing r&d yeah. and everybody yeah. all the investors are sort of like you know anticipating and waiting yeah. until that one day when finally does get yeah. that that breakthrough and exactly. then you get that massive jump in valuation exactly right? exactly yeah. yeah so that is that is a true thing you're talking yeah. about and that is something which is there in the medical space which which makes it a bit difficult because uh, to attract talent because it it requires a lot of perseverance yeah 
Okay, but the best and part to retain, not just attract. Yeah. You have to retain, retain talent because yeah. you've got all the big um, organizations that are sort of exactly. trying to get it, get them back in exactly. into that system. Exactly. So, uh, so that is what I actually found, and uh, and you know the other thing which is there is that uh, that overall, you know, in in the in the medical field, uh, the the you know the error rate is very low. Yeah. You know, once you actually get in, and I I remember a quote from. Uh, from the ceo of google sundar pichai yeah. that you know yeah. that that they love to do very difficult things which i also like in the same way because if you're doing extremely difficult things you don't have to worry a lot about competition yeah right of course. because that competition it, the yeah. barrier of entry is just very yeah, hard the right? barrier it's of entry is, is so hard yeah. you know that uh, you know that you won't actually worry a lot about and that's that's what kept us going you know like we knew that if we have cracked it if we have to stand stand in front of doctors and tell them that this is how yeah. it works uh, for anyone to do the same thing he has to go through that hard work that entire sort of yeah, process yeah, yeah yeah but at the same time i think when you when you actually do get to that level it's all about acquisition right it's how do you grow that growth um it's still down to the core is a business and you want to be a profitable business for your investors and so be able to balance the sort of um, breaking the code of with the doctors and getting all of that acceptance you also still have to grow the business yeah. and help them retain their customers yeah right um how how do you find in terms of growth because that retention i would think that once you've made a soul yeah do you see people coming back and making more so exactly. for every single yeah, shoe? Right. So yeah. So uh, we we have like twenty five percent rate where twenty five percent of people buy another pair just within the next six months. Oh wow. Yeah. Six six months to just one year. So. Do we know why? Is it because no? They they wanted for they wanted for their other pair of shoes. Oh okay yeah. Okay. So we don't have fashion here. Like you know you yeah. you have many pairs. You, yeah. You could only buy one before. Now you can yeah. buy multiple. Yeah. So I remember one customer who bought like uh, uh, in just three months he bought like twelve pairs. Yeah. Because he had a lot of shoes and nothing was comfortable to him. So yeah. once he wore over insoles, he wanted it for all the pairs. Okay. So that is the kind of uh, you know the, in the that that's how the whole orthotics thing works. You know, if you're comfortable in one, you would like to have it more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and you know the, the this is what we did actually in the first one year. We yeah. actually saw you know we were just observers. We were noting it down that this is what's happening. Yeah. And the same thing we started to replicate and finally you know understood that which is the right market and where we have to grow. I think comfort, there's no price to comfort. Yeah. Because people don't buy products, people buy experiences. And the fact that, you know, these, th um, the shoe sole, right, it's one of the key components of, especially for people that have to be standing all day, that comfort, that experience is so important. Um, as compared to something that is fashionable, that people can see where you wear it for status. Yeah. That value it comes on a very different um, sort of price point. How how do you price yourself, and how how did you go through that sort of market segmentation for pricing um, your souls and your customers? Yeah, so right now you know, see that depends a lot on the market where we are selling it at. Yeah, and uh, that that depends, you know, how uh, what kind of product that uh, that person is buying it. So if you are buying it for you know say. Uh, fashion or you can say it's just for the normal comfort if you don't have any problem yeah it uh, you know you can get it like in less than hundred dollars yeah okay but of course you know if it requires a lot of modification if it requires uh you know like uh, which which requires medical assistance which yep. requires a lot of uh, r d Yep. That you know, if this is a problem, how it has to be done, then the price goes upwards till two thirty dollars. Do you have a segmentation of how you know what type of customers are are, are requiring these um these type of services more? Uh, yeah, see, of course, in this case, we are as of now we are focusing a lot on medical. Okay. Uh, although you know, like uh, we get a lot of demands from sports, and uh, you know, people who are looking for comfort as well. Yeah. Uh, but sports we, performance is yeah, yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, but yeah, so the first thing that we have done is we have started with the medical only. Okay. Uh, and medical, what are we talking about in the medical? See, in the medical field, there is a lot of people who have problems like flat feet, plantar yep. fasciitis, yep. uh, diabetic, leg limb discrepancy where one leg is bigger than the mm -hmm. other. Yep. And then you have a con where you get a, a con on the feet and calluses. 
and uh, you know all these problems yeah we work with a couple of startups that are actually solving different problems of food but none of them are actually doing a molded um customized sort yeah. of shoe yes. um shoe sole um and especially in the space of arthritis and um heart strokes this yeah. is a very big problem right yeah, all of that is interconnected yeah see exactly you know like uh, it's it's better you know if you're going to if you actually check the whole rate of you know the back problems or all these problems you know the upper back lower back hip problems yeah if you imagine the couple of hundred thousand dollars a person spends on all these treatments yeah uh, and the all these start you know exactly, after yeah. yeah so all these start after 35 or 40 years of age we are and which is actually you know like uh, considering we are all into our phones and smartphones it's it's actually increasing yeah and uh, it so and especially the posture you know the posture and back so if you actually check all these are coming up you know like in in your you know 30s or 35 so all these starts very soon now yeah and you know and it affects it, everything yeah. your work performance yeah. affects your nerve your yeah. your attitude and your mood yeah. Which is extremely important to get you by the day and your productivity, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Were you guys able to capture data to show that as well, um, uh, in terms of like how how a food problem and by not taking care of your food, um, it would lead to all these different type of um, so uh, yeah. So we have a couple of researches which are already done. Yeah. Okay. Where it has uh, where you know there they have shown that how a foot is related to your knee problems, your back problems. Uh, but you know, we actually couldn't. Uh, you know, as of now, we haven't done any research on that. Yeah. But definitely, you know, in future, we have plans to work on that as well. Well, you're collecting data, and yeah. all of that data, it's a, at some point yeah. will, you'll be able to process that into something that will be useful for the doctors. Uh, oh yeah, we we are loving that actually. You know, <laughs> <we> are, <laughs> what kind of data are you collecting at the moment? So it's it's actually it it has the data is related to you know the the age of the patient, the weight of the patient, and yeah. it's like we usually tell the doctor, you know, if you want to hide the name and phone number and everything you can go ahead and you know do do that yeah. so uh because we also have to remain compliant of course yeah gdpr yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so but you know the the rest of the data which is there which we have the age weight height and you know the uh whatever the activities are there and what are the problems are there what are the solution that we have provided it all comes together you know like uh, the different pain area solution and then we actually are are seeing you know what are the different things that what is the average shoe size and uh, mm. you know of a particular area and yeah. then what is the problem which is more uh, pertinent in that area and yeah. then we also check that why this problem actually happens why this problem is most common among people so are you are looking this... for like correlations of why a certain sort of demographic a certain type of region are having as you know a common type of um, problems on their food. yeah yeah exactly so we get all that data and uh, you know that can be utilized in making you know the mass kind of insoles which can be off the shelf as well which can provide a very uh very good comfort to those people and we can do several things with that uh and that is what the goal is so has, like, has any sort of data that has come out that surprised you or that's something that you didn't know about, you know, certain sort of regions or certain people that had specific type of food or, you know, so kind of data that that might be interesting to you. Uh, yeah. See, you know, I have it, but, uh, you know, like uh, it would be more like we would require some more data because right now we have data of just, uh, you know, about 5,000 patients. Okay, so yeah. we we are collecting you know like which can i can actually say as a you can say as a scientific fact yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but you know it will take me some more time you know once i collect it probably i will get back on that you need a, I, and you'll be coming back to the show and i would love to find out yeah, a little sure. bit more <laughs> especially now you're looking at the u.s and the u.s um as you start to go into different parts of the world it would be very interesting to know, you know like what are the sort of different um regions i, I mean God knows, could it be water? Could it be, you know, the type of genes that is yeah. from that part yeah, of the world? Yeah, so I can, you know, if you want me to share, I can share one. You know, yeah. this whole thing is very genetic. So what we actually found was that the people who have one problem uh, in their genes, especially the flat feet. Yeah, uh, the most parents likely, and everything. Yeah, the parents yeah. and everything would, would be there. Okay. okay. Uh, so second thing we also found was that the that the feed difference, which is there, 
it's like very different for example you know in, in sometimes in europe we used to get, we used to get orders which were not even fitting in our 3d printers yeah uh so you know so these were like small things which were there and this is so important is that i i mean yeah there there's small little sort of things that are often overlooked but they are yeah. so important because right now investors when they're investing in a business and looking at whether there is potential for growth right they've moved beyond that growth is no longer the sort of acquisition strategy but essentially if genetics it causes a network effect so for instance if i have a flatfeed and i happen to know about your services yeah. it's very likely that my family will also have this kind of condition which then that network effect starts to sort of starts to spread out right that my cousins my all of everybody who's like genetically connected to to me yeah exactly exactly so that is actually what the kind of experience we are building for example you know if if you have some you know or maybe you are looking for comfort so once you have once we have collected that this is the problem that you have this is what you have for heritage yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah and if you want me you know if you want for future payers as well we already have everything that we need and your so, children yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, if you want, we can. You know, if you just tell us our order number, and we will just process it again and again. You know, we can. I think get... going forward, you maybe you your sort of acquisition strategy could in, implement that, right? Where if you come from like the referral basis or your family basis, obviously that as a package has a lot of value. Yeah. So we usually do that. We have started those things in India where we are actually uh, or doing like this. You know, if you are going to buy multiple pairs, we will give you some discounting, and yeah. that that has been working very well. Yeah, and uh, and and as you come into Singapore, how how fast are you seeing that growth? Because you said that that was able to meet within a couple of months the whole year of of what yeah, India. Yeah, so in. the growth is very good over here, and mm-hmm. as I mentioned, right now we are as of now we are more into medical space over here. Yeah, but yeah, we will be soon launching our you know the retail products and uh, the products which consumers directly can also buy. Do you think Singapore has a much faster growth because of the need for it, or is it because of the spending? power so yeah so actually it is both you know the spending power is there and secondly uh, people care a lot about as you mentioned experiences yeah and uh, the third thing is you know in uh, so you know the best part about any economy is when you find a lot of people who are together which is a very densely populated yeah, area yeah absolutely the network effects are very quick yeah okay where you know where if one doctor likes it he would actually tell the other doctor very fast and people know each other And there's a lot of doctor associations yeah. here yeah, that happen, exactly. and a lot of events that exactly. draw different parts of the world into Singapore. Exactly. And obviously, that expo, um, yeah. those kind of exhibitions are extremely important for you guys, right? That's where you reach out. Yeah. To so that works very well for us. If someone is located in, say, Singapore, most likely he would have, uh, and most likely he would be in touch with colleagues in Hong Kong. Yeah. or uh, shanghai so that works very well for us because then we are able to scale from just one area to you know the several parts yeah. without even actually thinking oh we didn't even thought about that for example from singapore to malaysia our transition was very easy yeah so we started selling in malaysia just last month and over there also things are going fast really fast yeah yeah do you find there's differences in culture or any is it about adoption um, acceptance in terms of technology here as compared to where you know india and us Mm, so yeah so you know so i i think see that depends a lot on the culture you know from where actually things are happening uh, but yeah you know over here because uh, in singapore a lot of people are you can say uh, even in us as well a lot of people are expats but yeah. in in singapore people expect you know you can have manufacturing anywhere where you know most likely the product is coming either from australia or india or china or from anywhere yeah while if you uh, if you if you are actually in india they they want that if thing if this thing is made in india yeah that would be great because you know it's a, it's a very big country and they want you know why something is coming from outside so yeah. uh, and in us also you know we are most likely to have hubs over there so that is the cultural difference i found you know that yeah. uh, that uh, the acceptance level is different based on where the things are there and and in your deck you also mentioned about some vertical expansion um and that obviously would be is a partly because you've gone to different parts of the world or was that already in the pipeline for you to, to so yeah so actually you know uh, this is more in pipeline for us because this is what actually we talked to uh, yeah. the doctors yeah. and they told us that this is what they need 
Okay. Okay. So, uh, for example, the pressure sensing sole, you know, which is already in our pipeline, which which would be released in the next three months. Yeah. It would be for it would be an immense potential for the diabetic patients. Absolutely. And if you know the stats, every thirty second there is a foot being amputated. Yeah. Just because of diabetic. And there's foot no health. cure for it. There right? is no cure yeah. for it. And uh, the only way you can do is you can prevent that. Yeah. In the US, they have so many Europe and US. We were in Europe um, late last year. And they they had so many hackathons just trying to solve for diabetic issues, um, arthritis, food problems. Yeah. That um, it's you know cancer used to be one of the major sort of um, focus in terms of trying to find, and it still is. But now they are trying to find more immediate solutions, which is your your food issues, like. Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, so because you know the see the problem is so big. For example, if I talk about US, they spend like ten billion dollar on just treatment of diabetic foot. Oh yeah. So, uh, so these are very big problems, and and they impact like they impact a person's life very badly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so our goal is actually to start with. So we have already developed that pressure sensing soul, smart soul. Yeah. Uh, so and that you can, you can collect that on the IoT. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Format. So that's what. So we are collecting the data that how a person's foot is actually where the pressure is more, where the pressure is less. Yeah. And accordingly, uh, telling in the app that this is where the high pressure areas are. And accordingly, we make the soul so that it can compensate for those uh, pressure areas and make yeah. it very comfortable. Yeah. Um. And this is something that the the patient actually. This is seen by the patient or seen by the. So doctor? this is uh, seen by the both. Uh, you know, we usually give it out to the. We'll be giving it out to the doctor, and uh, the doctor would be actually uh, giving a report to the patient immediately. Imagine like when the massors and the foot massors, you know, the ref, ref, what do you call that reflexologist? Yeah, are able to see this and different type of pressure points. Um, that entire process of experience and treatment will completely change. Yeah, that. exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah, so you can say, you know, yeah, that can be a really good idea. In fact, I haven't even thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we work a lot with startups too, yeah. in terms of looking at like the scale yeah. front, yeah. right? And the area that you are touching, you touch on not just the medical, obviously that is your first market yeah. entry, but then you were looking at also the entire um, sort of array of um, experiences. Yeah, exactly. And that would include the masseurs, the, mm. the, exp- the full flexibility, I can never say that word, yeah. flexologist. Yeah. Um, because that pressure point um, of whether it's essentially the value that they give to the customer. Right? I agree. Yeah, so definitely, you know, that that is another way to go. Where and determines whether the customer will keep right, coming right. back to you. Right, right, right. I agree. At, at this moment, it's all about feeling of the gut. But if you can see it on some form of screen, every time I'm like sort of pressing on a pressure point, would essentially be very complementary to whatever shoes you're wearing. Yeah, I agree, you know, and, you know, if you are, uh, and if you actually check check out the pressure points, they would be, you know, like, uh, they, they would be the maximum pressure where it would be going on. And they are more, they're more fatigued. Yeah. So if you can actually relax those pressure points, it can provide the very ultimate level of comfort. I love this conversation because um, it's a personal pain point yeah. and having to stand and walk a lot, yeah. um, especially because Singapore, although it's not very big, but it is one of the countries that you don't really need a car. You can commute from one place to another. And the consequence of that is that you do have to walk. Yeah, exactly. Bit, right? Exactly. Even yeah. stand inside the sort of train stations, you still have to be standing all day. Um, and with that, I would love to continue the conversation, and I would I I really look forward to bringing you back into the show to see sure. how the you know you are able to sort of progress in the next three months. Yeah, sure. Can we talk a little bit about your fundraising because this is um, one of the key um, more critical things? So you have se- you are raising seven hundred fifty thousand. Yes. That is going to take you to about uh, two to three years time. Yeah. So exactly, you know. So uh, we we are not a money burning business. You can say. Uh, yep. It's it's not a, sta- a startup where. We we actually are looking for like that hyper growth and uh, doing everything in one one year. So that that as I mentioned, you know, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So in all in last the first thing that we did was we started in India and Singapore and we are already breaking even over there. Okay. Okay. So the next thing that we are doing is we are uh, testing the market of US and we are starting over there. We have got a great team over there who are actually helping us. We go, we got a vascular surgeon, apodatrist who is going to help us out to reach out to uh, people over there. So, so if you raise seven hundred and fifty thousand, what would that do? For, what how would that help you? Uh, so the first thing that 
that we are doing is we are converting the whole product into the platform where any doctor or anyone can join it and uh, you know make it a whole a whole hub where yeah. they can actually uh, you know like uh, where we can market the whole hub and in fact uh, the patient can come over there and second thing is we are converting the whole product into uh you know into a bigger version where we'll have the posture gait analysis everything into just one app yeah okay the pressure posture gait and which would give us the whole holistic feedback uh of the patient yeah. uh, not even before he has uh, purchased an insole even after or even he doesn't want to purchase at least we will be able to see you know how his whole growth has been uh, going on yeah so you'll be bringing more people you'll be hiring more people yeah 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 what is the um and, and it's a, is the type of investors important or right now um you already know how you're going to locate are you looking for investors that are able to open certain doors for you uh see i prefer that only and in yeah. fact uh, in so it's the color of money yeah, yeah so it's it's I, i have actually been very picky on that and i prefer investors who can help me out and what uh, would be sort of the profile of investors that you so i for? usually look for you know the uh, people who have worked, worked in medical space and uh, okay. you know because uh, this is very important uh, if they understand medical business how it actually operates where uh, you know the, the 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 hockey stick growth comes at some point and nobody knows what point it can be so i want you know that kind of investors if we can if they can support us yeah and uh, that are visionaries uh, yeah, yeah yeah who are visionaries in that and that's that's what we are looking for so all my investors has been the medical investors and they have all worked in medical domain and or they have invested in medical companies well there are also investors that don't come from the medical field but they have ha- they they have a personal pain point and for products like uh shoe sole for example um it is a very personal uh product yes, and yes. coming from a customer point of view i can see how being invested in a company that has a long term sort of trajectory for addressing this type of um issues would be very beneficial yeah exactly see uh, that is where things come at and uh, see i i actually believe a lot in diversity in, in investors as well yeah. as well as my team because this adds a lot of value you know if you have like uh, if you have people in medical domain the similar thing you need in the other domains as well and if they have uh because i don't come from a medical background to be honest yeah and you know like if you actually but you are a consumer and yeah. you you have yeah, a pain yeah, point yeah yeah so exactly you know so uh, there is no hard and park rule for that uh but yeah you know like uh, i i prefer people who can bring in value Of so course. that is the just basic thing you know if if someone can add value to my business yeah. that that can work very well and you mentioned that you're hiring as well what sort of um roles or um, background are you looking for so right now we are mainly looking for uh, you know like uh, product designers yeah. uh, especially in the uh, in the field of uh, hardware product designers who whose focus has a lot been on uh, accessory and lifestyle designs and uh, besides this uh, the brand strategist who understand you know the digital brand strategy uh, yeah. that's what we are hiring fascinating so um it's been a fantastic chat um i really learned a lot about food and food hardware yeah, um right. and and that has given me a much more appreciation of my food okay. so i have to start taking care of it <laughs> all right glad to know that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that and so um nitin i have one more questions before we end yeah. if our audiences um want to reach you how can they um get hold of you uh they can email me yep uh i can give you my email id it's uh, nitin n i t i n at shapecrunch.com awesome and you're flying back to india so obviously a lot of the singapore audiences and uh, different parts of the world will be sending you emails sure sure perfect uh, great okay so this comes to the end of our show thank you very much nitin and i hope you visit us very soon again um i look forward to putting you uh, in the seat one sure. more time sure thank this you this is so your much. first recording right yeah, yeah this is my first one okay <laughs> it wasn't as bad as you thought yeah <laughs> Great. So this is the um, Pitch Tech Asia, and I'm Gustavo. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.